0: 12. we are continuing. Sefer Shmuel, and where are we? 28. Twenty-eight or twenty-nine. Twenty-eight. Ipsu in, right? Yeah. This is the crazy. This is the necro. We just got to the necromancers. Oh yeah. Now uh, we know that David has had his whole game with Achish. David basically wins the heart of Achish, and. Uh, he has now uh, become very friends with, basically, the good friends with the enemy. Now we turn the story away from David and away from his his uh, military exploits while he was in the city of the of the Pelishtim in Gat, and we are back to the story of Shaul. What is Shaul thinking? Ushmoel met Oh, so what's interesting is that what what happened at the beginning of chapter twenty eight that the Pilishtim Gathered all of their armies against Israel. So we know what David is doing. David is acting like he's on the Pilishi side. Now what is Shaul up to? Now that's what we're moving to, okay? So pasukim Kimmel Shmuel met kol Israel. Shmuel died, and all of Israel they had uh, they had mourned him. Like Biruva Rama Vairo, and they buried him in Ramah and in the city. And Shaul removed the people who were the Ov and the Yudeoni people from the land. So what's Ov and Yudeoni? These are types of necromancy, types of of like it's like a type of um, speaking to the dead and 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 psych uh, and psychic buzzy and things like that. Anything that has to do with uh, with witchcraft, witchcraft, and people trying to to hear messages from the deceased or from wherever it is that are not a navi, and it's not within the. Halachically or the Torah's way of doing things. Okay, all those things fall under the rubric of Ov and deoni. and a person who does these things is going to be called a ba'ala or Baal Ov or Baal Okay, these are people typically who are in it for money or for power, and they would they would you know they would pull on over the people and say, Oh, I heard your uncle. He told me that he still hasn't forgiven you for that thing. And the uncle has been dead And then they get the person To resolve their issues Or they get the person to They find people that are susceptible People that are vulnerable And they You know They uh, They trick them into thinking That they actually could speak To their loved ones Or something of that sort They get some money out of them Or they get some power And they become famous And this and that So it was very there There was reason why People were doing these things In those days Very similar to why people Do them today Like psychics Psychics and things like that And you have all these things Of um Palm readers And yeah. all that All that Okay like Cards and like. Yeah with, And then There are people That like They have like TV shows Where they would You know The Abu So it's all This is all about Dazara And there's a discussion In the Chachamim To what extent Were these things real And did these people Actually have powers Were they able to Really conjure up The dead or was it all sleight of hand And tricker, trickery and things like that That's a discussion in the Chachamim Obviously the ones that are more Maimonidean The Chachamim that were followed like Rambam All thought it was all trickery and foolishness And there are other Chachamim that said no They really did have power They were accessing the power of the of the dark side Or something like that So there's all this discussion Well actually that's going to be a big discussion in our piece We're going to start by reading this piece Of the Oveni the De'oni thing We're going to read it as if Everything that's going on is happen. Meaning, Real. meaning, there's no tr- slight no, sleight no of hand. Flame. There is no uh, there's no trickery going on. Okay, okay. <coughs> so pasuk d'lo. Like kavasuf li'shtim va'yavo ba'yachanu b'shunem. The pelishim gather and they come and they they're in shunem. Like pot shaul et kol yisrael ba'yachanu ba'gilboa. And shaul gathers all of israel and they are in gilboa. Hey, okay, where these places are, I'm not exactly sure, but you could look it up. Vayar shaul et machaneh li'shtim va'yirav ba'yacharad li'bo meod. And shaul sees the camp of the pelishim and he becomes feared and becomes scared and his heart trembles in him. Very much If you compare this To Shaul's reactions To the previous two times He was against The Pilishtim, Like we said yesterday This is a much more Intense reaction This is like the, So weird He's so, he's so afraid he's, he's fought them before Why is he so scared Oh well, Shaul's not the same Shaul that he was Either And the last two times He was also afraid It wasn't It wasn't a simple thing The first time He fought the Polish team Jonathan was actually The one that led them Into the battle The second time It was David who succeeded In beating in beating uh, Goliath So Wai Chaul Shul so Shaul asks God, and God did not answer. Gamba halomot, gamba gam Whether it was in his dreams, whether it was with the urim etumim, whether it was through the neviim. Okay, so let's let's break these things up. Why would his, um what's a halom? So there must have been like a kohen who could do some kind of question in a dream, or maybe he would ask God to answer him in his dreams. God did not talk to him in his dreams. That's where most of happens. He didn't get any such nibwa of some sort telling him that he's going to win. Okay. Urim. Urim vetumim. Why would the Urim tumim not answer him? First of all, uh, Evyatar was the leftover Kohen when he would killed the city of Kohanim. When Shaul destroyed the city of Kohanim, there was a Kohen called Evyatar who had left. Who had, who had not left. He escaped. And he brought the Urim vetumim to David. So where did Shaul even get access to Urim B'tumim? Maybe he sent someone to ask David, to ask the Urim B'tumim. Now why would the Urim B'tumim not answer him? Because Urim B'tumim are a product of the Qanim. And he already killed the Qanim. So why would the Qanim, why would it it answer to him? Okay? And now Gamba Naveem, the Naveem also were not able to figure anything out for him. Why not? Why the Naveem couldn't help him? Because he eradicated all of them. No, he didn't kill the Naveem. He killed the Qanim. No, but he kicked all the Naveem out of the city. No. When? I don't yeah. remember that. No, we, the, the thing is, whenever Shemuel told him to do all these things, like wait for me to, before you bring the Korban, or kill all of Amalek, so all of these things, then no, no, Nevim are real Nevim, not Oveni De'oni people. Oh, those are the Eugenims. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, oh. Shaul eradicated the Oveni De'oni people from the land, but the Nevim, they obviously are still, are still the students of Shemuel, are still around, but the Nevim couldn't get anything from him, maybe because... If you're not going to listen to Shemuel, why are we going to get Nebuah for you? Shemuel gave him multiple chances to listen to his word, and he didn't listen. He didn't kill Amalek, and he, and he didn't uh, wait for Shemuel to bring the Korban. So the Nebuchadnezzar are not going to answer. So Shaul, it seems like his problems are a product of his own bad decisions. Okay, nobody's answering me. I can't get an answer to see if I'm going to succeed in this war. So bring me a woman who is... A ba'alat ov, a woman of ov. I'm going to go to her and I'm going to ask her. This is a desperation move because that's like a big no no. As we know, Shaul had eradicated these people or he had put them in, he sent them into hiding because they were all scared of Shaul because he didn't want them to be in the land. So that's a big deal that Shaul has gotten to such a level of desperation when he's doing what is so forbidden. So, okay, go to indoor city. There's a woman there who is a psychic. There's a Balat ov there. So he dressed up. He wore different clothes, not the clothes of the king. He and the two people with him. I came to the woman at night. And he said, "Bring for me, Do for me now a, a, a magic trick with Ove. And bring back to life the person that I ask you. To bring back, I need to ask him a question. Who do you think he's going to bring back? Shmuel. Shimuel. He needs to ask Shimuel, Like, what's going on? Am I going to win this war? I'm scared. What's going on? Pazuk tet. Why, why did he specifically ask for a woman who practices necromancy? So that's an interesting thing. Apparently, most of the women who most of the people who did this were women. Okay. Uh, the Radak says it actually it's very funny. Radak, if you want to look, eshet eshet. That's an answer. Kemo eshet question. yifatuare? eshet and he asked for a woman and not a man because because most, most of the time these necromancers were women; they weren't men. And he says the reason daat. Okay, that's his opinion. Because they were um, no, because they're, they're He said the women in those times were less. Uh, they were less advanced. So they were the ones who were doing all the shtuyot. Oh. Know? Okay. So he says, please do magic trick. Bring me back the person that I asked you to bring back. So the woman says, She said, Yeah, but you know what Shaul did. He cut off the people from the land. Why are you trapping my soul to kill me? What, you want me to do all these things for you? Don't you know that Shaul had killed all the, or cut down all this practice in Israel? You're telling me to do what's forbidden. And then what? And then you're going to kill me. Now she doesn't know that this is Shaul at this point. Or does she? I don't know. But she's just saying, she's scared of Shaul. Like, what do you mean? I can't do this stuff anymore. So, so Shaul swears in the name of Adonai. Saying, Chai Adonai. If a sin will befall you because of what you do, what you're doing now, what's interesting about that pasuk? He's using Hashem's name. In he's using Hashem's name to swear to a woman who's doing a form of Abu or a form of blatant isur Torah, to keep her, that he's swearing to keep her alive, that he's not going to kill her. I swear to you that you're not going to bear sin because of this matter. It's fascinating how mixed up he is, you know. Really that awesome. that's he's, he's very lost, and yeah. you could see his desperation and his and his and his fear and everything are causing him to do very very radical things. She says, "Okay, who should I get for you? Fine. Who should I bring up for you?" He says, "Shimuel. I'm going to bring Shimuel. I'm bring Shimuel." So the woman sees Shimuel all of a sudden, and she starts shouting. Ah, she says, why are you lying to me? I can see now that you're Shaul. Now the Chachamim go into a long discussion of why she would now figure out that he's Shaul. Um, it, it's a strange thing. So the Chachamim say that the way Shemuel came out, typically whenever they would do these magic tricks, the person would come out upside down. I don't know, I'll just bear with me. The person would come out upside down. Out of respect for Shaul because he's king, Shemuel came out right side up. So the second she saw that Shemuel came out right side up, out of respect for the king, she says, oh, the only reason he would come up straight would be out of respect for a great man. So this must be Shaul. Mm-hmm. So that's how the Chachamim say that she figured out his Shaul now. Okay? But there are other opinions as to how she figured out his Shaul. And we'll get to those. Uh, one more pasuk. Two more pasukim. He says, don't be afraid. Okay, I, I know, I know, I'm Shaul, but don't be afraid. What did you see? I've seen a great man come out of the land What does he look like? He's an old man He's wearing a jacket And Shaul knew that that must be Shemuel And he bowed onto the floor He fell onto the floor and he bowed Okay, so that is the conjuring of Shimuel so far. Bezarsham on Monday will finish the story and analyze it more in the Baruch Adonai Lodam. Amen. All right. We should have started with.